Welcome to Loving Wild and Free, a podcast by Bridget Woolley and Brittany Taylor. Here we share our intimate journeys of deepening our understanding and practicing of unconditional love. With our relationship as the point of focus, we tell personal stories and practice compassionate communication, which supports us growing together as individuals and as a unit. All are welcome here. We are grateful to be on this journey beside you. Hello, this is Brittany. And this is Bridget. And I believe we're on episode four of our podcast. Yes. And today is November 2nd. For those of you listening, because, which is all of you, (laughs) I'm sharing that because we'll probably release this in a few weeks. Yeah. And some of this, for those of you who follow us really closely, closely, you may be like, wait, but that doesn't make sense time-wise. So I just figured I'd mention, like, you'll probably hear some of these stories a few weeks after they occur for us. Yeah. And speaking to that, it was just our anniversary. Yeah. Last Tuesday. Was a week it? ago. A week ago. Oh. Yeah. And we, put, we released our second podcast. That was really exciting. Yeah. And we had a really epic day. Yeah. We had a beautiful day. It was... <laughs> All the things. And we had a really epic night, which is kind of what this podcast is going to be about. Although we've entitled it something like Supporting Healthy Trauma Trauma Release release in Relationships. Um, And we were just kind of talking before this, like, what do we want to be the main points that we share with you? And I feel really confident in us sharing what's alive for us now, reflecting on our experiences over the last week and predating that, I'm sure, but... Um, that all the important information is going to come through for us and for you listening. And I'm really grateful. I think what I've been feeling most of all is like, I just want to arrive to this space and see what comes through because sitting down with you and reflecting like in this format, in a podcast format is always really powerful for me and like adds another way, another, another wave of healing for me Yeah, and like grounding into what happened, what we learned, how we integrated, where we are now. Mm, yeah, it's like such a space of reflection, getting to share that in this way with, with you listeners and here together. And Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess to start, we could talk about our anniversary day. Yeah, it was really beautiful. So we celebrated three years, um, and that marks three years since we went on, kind of like our first one-on-one date, which date we talked together. about. Yeah, in the first podcast. Right? Yeah, I think we've talked about it. <laughs> and uh, we had such a great day together. Yeah. What did we do? We spent the morning with Ilya. Mm-hmm. We spent the morning with Ilya, and we went climbing at ABP. Yeah, without Ilya. Without Ilya. And we did some indoor rock climbing and working out, because we love that. Mm-hmm. Went out for an amazing lunch. Mm-hmm. We... Which is so fun, because we've never really gone to... Um, a lunch date or a dinner date on our own together. I don't think so. Did oh, we do once. it once? We did once on Mother's Day or something. Ago. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah, this was when we went to Thai Fresh, like before Ilya. Oh, you're right. You're thinking about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Okay. So, so yeah. That's a treat to just fun. like sit across from the table from each other and like look at each other and be present without. <laughs> Attuning to Ilya. Oh, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we dressed up, which mm-hmm. was really fun. Yeah. yeah, we made love in the shower at the rock gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. And then 
We linked up with Ilya and went on a long adventure. Yes, we did. What did we do? Oh, he rode bikes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we rode bikes through the city. We have this really cool uh, trail in the middle of the city that runs along the, the creek and the, the lake. And uh, we rode to this park that Ilya likes mm-hmm. and played, played in, in the, the splash pad. Um, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we, yeah. Yeah. Went to Whole Foods, got mango pops. Yeah. Just like flowed. Yeah, it was so fun. It was really nice. Oh, Yeah. And then, as it were, <laughs> Ilya was having some trouble getting to sleep for... I mean, it's been happening on and off. There, you know, Ilya's about two and a half now, and there have just been so many waves of, like, cool, this is the new rhythm, it rocks. This <laughs> shifting to, like, what is the rhythm? Why is it taking two hours? Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that was one of the nights that uh, it was taking a really long time. And so normally Ilya will go to sleep around 7. Mm-hmm. It's shifting now because we kind of we removed the naps, which is awesome. And I think it, they're going to be sleeping much easier now. But so it was like maybe 7 o'clock. And it just wasn't happening. All the things that normally we do, you know, for Ilya to wind down, it's sleep time. It just wasn't happening. So we were in it for like two hours. Yeah. We did a sleep drive first, which Ilya, a lot of the times, we'll put on some sweet music, drive around a little bit, and Ilya falls asleep, and we tried that, and it didn't work, and we came home, and Brittany was, like, nursing and massaging them and spending a lot of time in the room um, where I was kind of, like, we had this camera, and I was, like, watching them and like, kind of <laughs> waiting for them, and I was under the assumption that I would interrupt if I went in, I think, Brit- and also wanting to be around them, like, wanting to be there and support and um yeah what was your experience like during that time my experience oh it just felt like it had been a long time Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like I just kind of felt like okay Ilya's not ready to sleep like I'm trying all the things so it was really like on one hand it was really sweet I was having such a sweet time with Ilya yeah and like gave them a full body massage what they've they've been asking for lately when they can't sleep which is so sweet and the other hand, I remember feeling surprised that you hadn't come in. Yeah. Just because it had been a long time. And then I asked if they wanted to go for a walk. And I felt like, okay, they do and we're going to do it. And it had been like an hour of trying to sleep in the bed and it wasn't happening. And I just felt like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And I felt kind of like in this mode that I can get in when it's just like... In the zone. You're in the zone with Illy and you're just like, okay, I'm going to do the next thing. And when I opened the door to leave the bedroom, you were there and you were just like, basically like... I was like, I'm going to go for a sleepwalk. You're like, can I, ha-? like, I don't remember. Whatever you were offering me, the energy was like, I'm here. Can I help? Like, I could do it. And I was just like, I got this. And then I was gone for a while because it took a while to help them wind down and sleep. So maybe like 45 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And got back. Then I was able to lay them down. That was nice. Like, you guys are getting a lot of details here. I didn't know we were going to come out. But um, anyway, once Ilya was asleep and I was went to reconnect with Bridget, I just felt... My experience was that I was, like, needed a little space to just, like, ugh, like, I needed to pee. I needed to just, like, stretch because I felt like I had been holding Ilya a lot for a while. And I just needed to feel, like, a little annoyed mm-hmm. without, like, like, I definitely didn't want to share that energy with Ilya because they weren't doing anything wrong and they're so very sweet. And so I was just feeling, like, ugh, and I wanted to just, like, recenter myself and I, I felt like you were open and available and I was just feeling kind of like, oh, I just need a minute. So I, that's just what I said. It's like, I just, I just need a little space for a minute. And 
did a couple things and then went to reconnect with you and yeah I remember feeling like when and when I was out on my walk I was really feeling like Brit I've been listening to a lot of nonviolent communication read the book for like the fourth time I'm doing this workbook on it so it's really on my mind and Bridget you've been also Mm -hmm. listening to we've been listening to this awesome audio series on YouTube about it and so I was like what am I feeling and what are my needs like let's just keep it simple and what's going on for me and I got really like it took a lot of like energy to just find my simple things and I was like okay like I could I could recognize the different things like okay I'm feeling a little bit of frustration because my need for spaciousness isn't being met like I just want to kind of have some space I feel like it's been a really long beautiful day um and I was feeling sad because my need for connection felt like it wasn't being met and I specifically recognized like on our anniversary I was noticing just like wanting to be held by you or like sometimes oftentimes Bridget will like hold me when I'm nursing Ilya and it just felt so cool it was like okay those are really simple things and like the big thing was just feeling that like sadness um so I shared that with you because I recognized like I was showing up a little weird and I wanted to share that with you instead of just being like avoidant of my feelings and um, not giving you clarity on what was going on for me. Yes. Yeah. I love hearing you reflect on it all. Yeah. Thank you. I haven't thought about like that part <laughs> of this whole <laughs> journey of what we're talking about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just like, it's cool to hear it now because I'm hearing like you had these really beautiful needs of spaciousness and connection and feeling a little sad. And in that moment, it was really hard for me to hear that. And it's cool reflecting on this now. So I think when we're in something, right, it's like really hard to, to see clearly because there's been like different energies. We've been in different spaces. And for me, um, what was coming up for me while I was sitting there while Britt was doing all this was like, man, I feel like there's usually like an opening. Um, the door was closed, which usually like the door isn't closed for us anymore. Like we usually don't have the door closed when you're uh, nursing Illy. And so I felt like, and Illy was kind of in this weird stage where I was like watching them, their eyes were closing and then they were opening. So I was like, I had fear like, oh, if I go in right now and I open the door and it makes a noise, like it's going to wake them up. And um, usually they get to this place where they're like resting. Their eyes have been closed for a little bit so I can come in and hold Brittany. And so I was like kind of waiting for that. And then I was like doing some things around the house in the meantime and kept checking back in with the camera. And I was like, wow, it's been a long time. And I was, I was starting to feel like anxious. Like I want to go in, but I don't want to like mess this up. And Billy's about to fall asleep because like Brit's been in there trying for a while. I don't want her to feel frustrated, but I also want to like go in and like hold her, massage her feet or just like support her. And so I was feeling like a little uncomfortable, like not sure what to do with myself. And usually when Brittany or a lot of the time when Brittany reaches, when you reach a state of like needing help, you'll say, Ama or Bridget and just like, let me know that, um, cool. Like I'm going to help out here where it's feeling a little exhausted, but like you had put, you pushed past like a normal amount Mm. of time there and, um, or a time that like, um, I had been used to. And so I was like about to come in the door because I saw that you were like getting up and preparing to go on a sleepwalk. And, um, that's when I felt like, oh, you, you, I was like sharing that I was available. You were on your mission, really focused and in illy mode and went out the door. And 
I had also messaged you before that and um, noticed you had meant, read my messages on the sleepwalk. So I was feeling like you were mad at me. So this was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Britt's mad at me. I'm doing something wrong. Um, I'm trying to do the right thing here, whatever that is. And so I think we were both feeling like, yeah, maybe like there were some needs that were unmet mm-hmm. and really wanting to take care of Ilya, really wanting to celebrate our anniversary night. And then when, you know, Britt came into the bathroom and was, said that she needed spaciousness, I was totally like, cool, I'm just going to honor that. I'm hearing that she needs spaciousness. And then when you shared that you were sad, that I, um, missing me, missing me wanting to share our anniversary night together and had just spent, we had just spent two and a half hours waiting for Illy to go to sleep. Um, I was reactive to that. I was emotionally reactive because I was like, oh, Britt's mad at me. She's like, I did something wrong. And what came up later in the night was this feeling like where I can be really triggered when I feel like I'm doing something wrong. And just really wanting to have such a desire to be an epic mama and an epic partner and an epic support. And um, when I was a child, I, I got in a lot of trouble when I didn't do things perfectly. And so I have kind of some fear and some trauma stored in my nervous system around not doing things right um, you know, in that whole hour and a half that you were helping Ilya sleep, I was in my head back and forth, like feeling out, what do I do? Is this the right thing? And I, I can get in that state and then it activates this young part in me that is fearful around messing up or doing the quote unquote wrong thing or right thing. What is the right thing to do here? And, um, so I had a, a big release that night. I, I got really upset and felt like I had done something really wrong when Britt was sharing this this simple need of like, hey, I need a little spaciousness. I'm feeling sad. I have a need for connection with you tonight and just feeling like that's not met. Um, yeah, it's so cool to reflect on all this. And um, yeah, we sat down and started to talk and I just... Um, I was in a reactive part where a lot of trauma was coming up for me and uh, was sharing from, yeah, maybe a young, I don't know how old, there's so many different ages that I can relate, that I can feel the memory of, um, but I imagine it's all stored in, in the youngest memory or most of it is stored there. And so I um, was just sharing with Brittany and she held me and, you know, asked this part to communicate I can't really clearly like remember it all right now because I was in a kind of a a a trauma state a fight or flight state a state of freeze where I was disassociating with the now so when that happens for me or if you've experienced trauma what can happen is we can disassociate from what is happening now and we go back into that young part that fear state where that trauma is still living in our body and in that space my whole body is kind of like shaking and um I can't really see clearly um so it's almost hard for me to access the memory of what happens in that state because I'm not completely present yeah it's really beautiful like there's something really beautiful about the times I've gotten to be be with you in that sort of space because I do get to connect with these like young parts of you which are like I I think intimacy is really 
getting to be all of ourselves with like in this relationship with another person that you really love and there's some parts that like we hear from only at certain times Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think we're shifting and growing all the time and so I my experience when that when that started to occur and in general when that has come up for us is that it it generally feels pretty easy to be really present and compassionate with you. Mm-hmm. It feels like as if you're you're with a young child who's like like it's very clear right. that this person really needs love and support and I feel so grateful for all that we've intuitively done there mm-hmm. so that like we've had so many times where like I felt really safe to follow my instinct around like how to speak to you or like that I could try speaking directly to this young part or that I could name when I hear like, okay, this sounds like another part that's feeling like it's kind of distracting us from really connecting and just like hearing from this young part or giving this part the love that it needs. So that was really, really special in this like unexpected way to get to have such a deep, connection that night mm-hmm. and kind of like really symbolic I'm sure I feel like we're always on divine time so like really symbolic to get to connect that deeply on our anniversary night and I don't even remember like how it ended like you know where that ended but I think we're pretty exhausted and yeah. oh I remember yeah I do sort of remember but I feel like we just um held each other and like closed out the night and I I can't remember if, like, I feel like we fell asleep fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, so yeah, I'm going to start sharing a little bit about my experience and let me know if there's something you want to share that's, like, chronologically would be more helpful before I do. So then, so I've been, like, observing myself, just kind of like I was on that walk, which was, like, okay, I have plenty of times of experience telling me, like, I can be kind of, not available for love and connection when I want it the most if I'm not getting clear with my needs and feelings and communicating them well. So it felt really cool to get down to like, what's going on for me? It's not about you doing anything wrong. It's just like, what? And so I didn't want to phrase it in that way or give the air of it in that way. And also recognizing that like, even though that's always the case, like it's never like somebody else is doing it wrong. There have been other times when I haven't found the clarity and I've communicated that sort of energy. So I was really adamant not to. And similarly, like the next day, just observing myself, actually think the next day, so the day after maybe like a big trauma can come up, I notice I can feel just kind of like very aware, like in this case, like just thinking about Bridget, like how is she? She probably is like, it's probably a tender day. I want to give her support and also spaciousness so she doesn't feel like there's all this pressure on her to show up in some way, especially if you're retired or just feeling like emotionally hungover. And so usually the next day I feel pretty tender and like, and then it's like, it'll come maybe the, the day after that or the next couple days after that for me where what's happening is like we're integrating back into normal life. Like, Can I share something? Yeah, here? please. So I think it happens when you perceive that I'm back in a grounded, joyful space and then you feel safe to maybe feel what you feel like. So you've been in caretaker role or nurturing role. And now that like, oh, you're perceiving that I'm feeling 
good again or whatever they're good grounded safe then maybe there's space for you to feel what you what's alive for you maybe not feeling like you've been caretaken for totally yeah yeah totally I can yeah I totally think that's a good way to put it and but it felt like I wanted to zoom out and feel like the bigger thing Mm. this time, which felt really cool. So I sat with it for many days and just sort of communicated to you, like, I'm feeling, I don't remember exactly what I shared, but like, I feel tender and I feel present and I feel like, I think I shared a couple times, like, I'm just feeling like I'm really paying attention to like what's going on within me and I'm excited to like gain clarity and share about it with you, share more so that way, like, I can give us more data on what I need for all of (laughs) like beyond just this experience and so I did I um you know a number of days later like five days later I really had that clarity come through after sitting with it for a while and I wrote took the space to kind of write down like what I felt like I was really needing after an experience like that and I realized it was like sort of a feeling of aftercare and what that felt like for me was like how to integrate back into normal life and it was like first really wanting the acknowledgement of like or the understanding of like how is Bridget feeling is she feeling like she's um she feels like kind of more in a grounded space now like parts aren't necessarily active you're more just like in your your normal mode that's helpful for me to know because when I don't know, I think I can do this thing that can maybe annoy you a little bit, which is like, I'm asking a lot to check in, just like, how are you? Like, and um, being extra like tender. And I, I have, I've gotten the feedback sometimes where I feel like you've shared that you're good, like you're fine. And that like, you don't need that kind of thing there. So that was the first thing I realized I needed is like, okay, I need to know when Bridget's all set now. Because that helps me feel like I can shift from this like caretaker role or just like being in a more tender, aware space to more like back to our normal mode of like, of course, we care for each other. But Um, and then the second thing is like being um, creating a space, like asking for space to share impact and share like what was your experience like? Can you receive my experience and like doing that all in a way that is really like guided by NVC. So just this communication of like, this is how I'm feeling. These are my needs. And like really without blame or any feeling like anybody did something wrong or we want things to be different, but just like, how are we feeling um, now that we're back into this space and what do we need to feel really present in here and to move forward? And are there any things we want to maybe do differently next time or set in place so that we could have a more like safe feeling experience for us? Mm-hmm. And so I realized, I realized all of that and wrote it out. And then that was a night that I shared with Connor. The next morning I came home and we were connecting a little bit in the morning, like verbally, we're talking. Um, do you want to share it all? Because I feel like I've been talking for a while. Mm-mm. Okay. So our anniversary was Tuesday. This is Sunday morning. I came back home. You were sleeping. Like you just, I would think I woke you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got here. You woke up. Uh, sounds like you, you had like a chunk of time in the middle of the night where you weren't sleeping. So you're probably pretty tired. 
woke up and it sounded like there were some things you were feeling and wanted to share. So my experience was just listening to you, holding space for you. And um, it's so funny to just like recount all of this. I'm just trying to stay focused on like the story that we're telling. Um, and then I'm trying to think of how it segued. Can you help me out here? What were like at that time I was feeling like, okay, I'm going back into space holder mode, kind of like within my being. It's kind of like, okay, Bridget's sharing some real things right now. I feel like I need to get my best. I've been calling them giraffe ears because that's what Marshall Rosenberg calls them in his, um, in NBC. His, in NBC, but it's like basically listening for feelings and needs and really being available to hear the person and empathize with them and not assume that like they're saying something like you're doing something wrong. So I was really just working to be in that space and felt like I was proud of the how I was doing it and showing up and then felt like we kind of got to a grounded space. And then I like started to hear some other things and I just felt like, okay, I think I hit my max and I think I might've shared, like, I, I think I just need some space. I recognized that I had started sharing in a way that like didn't feel good for me. I was feeling a little reactive and I was just like, I, I need some space. Like, I think I'm overwhelmed. And I, I said to Bridget, like, actually, I think I wrote out this thing about aftercare and like what I think could be really helpful for me or for us. And I'd love to send it to you right now because I wrote it from a grounded space and it's way better than anything I could communicate with you right now. So I just sent it to you and just like went in the other room to take a little space to like just ground down more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing in all that was, right, Britt had been holding space for me for a while, maybe for, well, back to back like from Tuesday to Sunday like there hadn't been this checking in um so all these things she wrote in this aftercare like wanting to know that I'm back in a grounded space wanting to have some reflection on how the experience went wanting to have some appreciation like that hadn't happened right and then I'm sharing again and so you reached a point of like okay having a hard time keeping my giraffe ears on totally (laughs) yeah and it's so cool to reflect on all this now and to to recognize for myself one thing I really wanted to highlight in this podcast was you know I've had a lot of trauma from this relationship and not just from this relationship I had a lot of trauma when I was a child and in different relationships and then this relationship has triggered all of that and so in, in receiving Brit's aftercare uh, message, I noticed feeling, wow, this is so beautiful. And it was also triggering for me in the moment because I was getting upset. The parts of me that haven't had aftercare in my life feeling like, oh, wow, I'm storing all this stuff inside me, all these traumatic events because... I haven't had app because we we don't we don't have aftercare in these in relationships maybe or it's just like not talked about it feels really cool to you know I love that you've been so into NBC lately and, and that we've both been doing that and learning these ways of communication because I think you know for myself I've been this month to to share a little bit more this month has been really powerful for me I'm recognizing that I'm not living fully in the present and able to celebrate where I'm at and my relationship with Brittany and my dynamic with Brittany and Connor and, and Ilya and 
I'm not able to be fully present there because I'm stuck in these experiences in the past that I haven't fully felt or that I haven't had complete aftercare around. So I'm still wanting to be heard. I'm still wanting to be seen. I'm still wanting to feel these emotions that I never allowed myself to fully feel. So for this month, I've been sharing a lot. I've been releasing a lot. Britt's been holding a lot of space. I've been sharing a lot of pain and confusion around the beginning of our relationship or um, the dynamic with Connor more specifically and and realizing, you know, as, as holiday season is coming up, wanting to be able to be more in celebration and co-creation with all of us together and noticing, wow, I feel like I can't do that. Consciously, I feel like I can. I feel like, wow, that sounds fun and like awesome. So where we don't have to like have separate holidays or like I have to have time away from Britain Ilya or we can like co-create and flow together more fluidly and feeling like all of a sudden my system was like, no, no, I'm not ready for that because I needed to feel all these things. So throughout this month, I've really been sharing and feeling and, you know, Britt's been holding a lot of space and also learning how to have giraffe ears, which is such a powerful tool. Um, you know, and I also feel like I'm learning to communicate my feelings and needs. And it's tricky because I have these really intense emotionally reactive parts that can come up. And I can share maybe without clarity. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, okay, so my feeling and need is what? And kind of taking every experience into like, oh, what are my feelings and needs here? And being able to share that with each other and receiving this message of what Britt was wanting in aftercare feels really powerful because it allows us to complete the experience. And um, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to share this thing that, that I heard from you, which was like that this aftercare was, would have been, or like I think what's what we're doing now. So like it's really... There were times when we started our relationship where you were holding a lot of space for me around like things I was sharing about that were going on in my relationship with Connor. And and I mean, we've grown so much since then. Like the way you and I both share, the way we communicate about other people has all shifted. But in the beginning, it wasn't necessarily like that. There was just like a lot, especially when we're all living together. It was totally. just like we're all up in each other's business a lot and talking about each other. Um, not always, but it, it happened enough. And... Bridget held a lot of space and then I think I love that you shared you were like that would have been really helpful for me to have or like time to reflect on that would have been really helpful for me to have afterwards because I felt like I would hold a lot of space for you and then the next day want to check in about it and feel like you're just set you're good you want to move forward and you shared something similar too which is like you like sometimes after an emotional release you'll feel like cool I'm good now. I did that thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, build momentum and like feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that was terrifying. Like, how are you? What's going on? How am I? Yeah. So that was really cool. Like for us. And I think pretty much on any topic I could find mirroring in our relationship or in a relationship with another person. Like, I think it's very easy to empathize on the level of like having had a similar experience And so then that sort of led us to talking about like, okay, well, which we've talked about many times, but in this new way is like, 
how effective is it for us to be having these experiences together? Like, I think it's a super important skill for me to be able to hear you and hold space for your parts, and I love it. And also, like, how much of that feels life-giving for me and for you and for our relationship? And then what other parts of that do we want to outsource elsewhere? Like, what parts are taking away from the visions of our relationship that we have together? And so that was really powerful, too, to get to check in about. Yeah, totally. Where I'm feeling now is it feels so powerful to take this new information moving forward in our conversations. And any time there's been pain stored or feelings of discomfort or confusion or trauma, whatever you want to call it, is because we're not able we weren't able to communicate our needs and feelings clearly and then to receive aftercare afterwards and closing out like with ritual you know closing out the the conversation the communication the trauma the trigger whatever was going on getting to close that out with love and appreciation and understanding like oh how are we moving forward from here because I think what I'm recognizing is when that hasn't happened in my life or when that doesn't happen, it's kind of stuck in there for me. Like, I feel like I haven't gotten to fully be seen or express or um, it's, I feel that it's, I'm feeling this more than ever, how important it is for us to feel whatever's moving through us at any given time. Um, and when we feel it authentically and vulnerably in the moment, it doesn't get in there in weird ways and come out emotionally reactive or intense or crazy. It's like, oh, I'm noticing I'm feeling this thing. I'm going to be with it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel some grief. I'm going to feel some pain or sadness. But when we don't allow that process, then it's stuck in there and it's like, fuck, like I am upset. I am outraged because it's been in there circulating for a while. And so I'm so excited to begin practicing this level of communication with you to begin understanding what's really going on for me what my feelings are around what needs aren't getting met and how to communicate that and then how to care for you after these conversations and you know vice versa and to create more healing moving forward and and from that space I, I feel like we'll get to for me I'll get to live more in my present day because I feel like I have gotten to share and be seen in all a lot of parts that I haven't been seen and heard in and and maybe to this capacity. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a powerful topic. Yeah. It really is. And maybe sometime we I know one of our themes here is is evolving communication and you know the theme of this this podcast specifically this episode that we're on is is healing trauma and so um maybe we can share more in another podcast about nbc specifically mm-hmm. and like have a conversation like that i think that'd that be would fun. be really yeah, fun yeah that sounds really fun like to share a feeling and need conversation and then aftercare in that would be really powerful to like a real live one yeah that sounds so fun yeah i love that idea yeah totally yeah and it's really cool because everything that's happening for us is happening now whether it's like the reality of what's going on or the reality that we're replaying Mm -hmm. like we're replaying a vision or a memory or something 
And so I think that we always can experience healing now, whether that feels linked to something that happened in the past or something we fear about the future or something that is right now. So I really believe in this stuff. And and it is so beautiful and simple to just get down to the level of feelings and needs. And I'll link in just like some simple resources. It's really helpful for me to look at the feelings list and the needs list when I'm like, I don't know. Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is learning a new language and it's beautiful because it's a universal language of love and it's it's a language of self-responsibility. It's a language of um like no blame and <laughs> where we can really connect with other people and have really deep relationships. And I think actually express what we truly feel. Um because I think we've been taught a lot to talk about what people aren't doing or what people are doing wrong to us or people to us but the truth is like we are all experiencing lives from our own viewpoint and nobody can do something to us like it's all in how we perceive it and it feels really empowering to believe that and then it also feels like you can actually do something with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I love this. me too thank you thanks for being down to reflect on a super vulnerable week that we've had yeah it's been really beautiful I don't I still feel like tender Mm -hmm. I feel tender and aware and kind of like I have my receptors out just like learning but I don't feel I don't I feel very open and available and kind of like it's been a portal to a new level of being and like a new level of intention and how to care for me and for you and for our shared space yeah I love that and it was the day of the dead yesterday yeah it's the Scorpio new moon so the theme right now is death and rebirth so really feel that that portal energy and like stepping through and entering this new space together and so beautiful get to get to reflect and share that here with with you on this podcast yeah and I guess the last thing for you guys who are kind of following I know this is kind of like a stories we're going to be telling here about our relationship and the other cool piece is that Bridget's going away to art camp tomorrow I love that I get to say it like that you and a really badass friend are going to art camp for like four or five days mm-hmm. um and that's really different for us I mean I think like maybe every six months you've gone on a trip for like four or five days so it's kind of a cool time of integration and I think us both feeling like I've really loved the way our relationship has grown every time we're not in the same physical space for a number of days yeah and so I think this is going to be a powerful time for that self-reflection too mm-hmm. yes thank you Bridget thank you Brittany I love you love you thank you guys for listening yeah